we don't make an offer to about 30% of the people we speak to. So I just want to make that really clear. Like if we talk to, let's just say a hundred people, we're, we're not going to even make an offer to 30 of them. And that's people that are, might be ready to rock and roll, man. They got their credit card in hand. If there was an add to cart button, they would click it, but we're on the phone with them and we get that feeling, Hey, I just can't help this person. Or maybe this person is a victim or, or maybe this person is lazy or they are going to drag other people down. They won't contribute to the program. And so we just don't make an offer. Now, if I'm focused on sales, that's a stupid thing to do, right? If I'm focused on squeezing every last drop of revenue out of every potential, you know, every, every sales call we do, this is a stupid thing to do. I'm leaving money on the table. But you know what? We are focused on serving our clients. And so we don't make those offers. But the strange thing is that the less we focused on making offers, the faster we got to a million. And now, like I said, we just did 1.4 million last month, which is nuts. And, you know, it's a, it's a great thing because now we're focused on serving instead of just sell, sell, sell. Welcome to the Thought Leader Revolution with Nikki Ballou. Join the revolution. There's never been a better time in history to speak your truth, find your freedom, and make your fortune. Each week, we interview the world's top thought leaders and learn the secrets of how they built a six to seven figure practice. This episode has been brought to you by eCircleAcademy.com, the proven system to add six to seven figures a year to your thought leader practice. Welcome to another exciting episode of the podcast, The Thought Leader Revolution. I'm your host, Nikki Ballou. And boy, do we have an incredible guest lined up for you today. This gentleman is one of the people that I follow. His thought leadership is world-class. I consider him a mentor. I consider him a friend. I've done his program and I've made a quarter of a million dollars from it already. I expect to be able to add at least another one to two million dollars simply from following the brilliant thought leadership that he has taught me. I am speaking, of course, of none other than the one, the only, the legendary Russ Rafino. Welcome to the show, Russ. Thank you, Nikki. Great to be here. Man, it's totally fantastic to have you here. So, Russ, this is the second time that you've been on the show. So you're one of our uh, select group of guests that's been asked back for a second time. So some of the guests are familiar with you, but some others may not be. Why don't you just very quickly remind them of who you are, tell them your backstory, tell them how you got to be the great Russ Rafina. <laughs> when you put it like that, I mean, dang. Uh, no, uh, I'm Russ Rafino. I'm the founder of a company called Clients on Demand. And basically what we do is we work with experts and coaches and thought leaders and uh, we help our clients take their expertise, turn it into a $3,000 to $10,000 usually high impact online workshop, and then sell those things consistently and enroll new clients consistently. So that's what we do in a nutshell. You know what? That's fantastic stuff. I was introduced to you by a man that I consider to be a personal friend and a mentor of mine. He works very closely with you. His name's Mark Von Muser. He's been a guest on the show a number of times. And one of the things that's always fascinated me about the way that you do what you do, Russ, is your powerful emphasis on selling and how the way you look at sales is so different from how a lot of other people in this space that sell programs to teach people how to be effective and make money do it. One of the things that you've said again and again is that many people in our industry are sales cowards. I love that phrase. Could you expand on that? Tell me why you believe that. 
Well, I think there's a lot of people that that want to hide behind sort of their computer and hide behind an add to cart button. And so you have all these people that are trying to build funnels lately. Like everyone's talking about funnels, 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 right? And, and I guess sort of the dream that people have is I'm just going to have this like funnel with a sales page or something and I don't have to do any work and people are going to come to my website and they're going to click the add to cart button and they're going to buy my stuff and, and you know, step three profit, <laughs> you know, like, totally. like and, and it's, it's going to, and the money's just going to come pouring in. And what I found in my business is, is I, you know, I came from sort of that world from the online marketing world and I've tried it that way and I've done it that way. And like most of the people who do it that way, where it's just click the add to cart button and, and, and buy something from me, it really limits your life in a lot of ways. Number one, it limits your income because when you're doing that, normally you're not going to be selling things at a three thousand to five thousand to ten thousand dollar price point. You're going to be selling things at more like a seven dollar price point, and then maybe you upsell them something at ninety seven dollars, and then you maybe eventually six months later you work your way up to selling them something for like that big nine ninety seven package. You know what I'm talking about? Uh, yeah, right. So that's just massively, massively, massively going to limit your income. But but even more importantly, it really limits your impact where you're opening up your programs to just like any fool who clicks your add to cart button. And, and, and to me, I don't really feel very good about that because I don't know who's clicking that button. I don't know who's signing up for my stuff. I don't know if they, if I can help them or, or if I even want to. And so a few years ago, what I decided to do was switch all of my marketing over to just one thing. All we do is enroll new clients on the phone. And, and that's what we teach our clients to do as well. And the reason we do that, Nikki, is because first of all, it allows us to support much, much higher price points, 3,000, 5,000, 10,000, and even higher than that. But more importantly, it allows us to actually have a conversation with somebody who's interested in buying my stuff. And I want to have that conversation because I want to know a few things. Number one, can I help this person? And number two, do I want to help this person? And number three, what problems does this person have? And, you know, are those problems that my company can solve or are they not? So all of our sales, all of our enrollments happen over the phone now. And making that switch just made a massive difference in my business. So I think it was back in, I think, 2013 when I finally decided to make that switch. And my income, the, the moment I started talking to clients on the phone, my income basically jumped from doing like about 20K a month to doing 200K a month. And now this past month, we did 1.4 million in enrollments and it's all over the phone. 95% of the time it happens on the very first conversation. We don't do a lot of follow-up. And the the really rewarding and amazing thing about it is now I'm hundred percent sure when someone comes into one of my programs that I can help them because we've taken the time and we've had that conversation. So if there's people out there that are sort of afraid of having those sales conversations, you're really leaving a lot of money on the table. But even more than that, you're really limiting the impact that you can have. And you're opening up your business to probably a lot of people who might click that add to cart button who probably really don't belong there. They're there to steal your stuff or copy your stuff or download your stuff and then ask for a refund. And by having those conversations and incorporating that into your business, you really get to make a bigger impact while you increase your bank account at the same time. Russ, that's fantastic. There's a lot of gold that you just gave us. Okay, so let, let's delve into this uh, in a little more of a granular fashion. So number one, what you get to do when you have actual conversations with people is you get to pick and choose who you work with. And that's impossible if people just sign up on a cart 
Because if they sign up by, as you put it, add to cart, you don't know who they are. You don't know if there's someone who's serious about getting the work done. You don't know if there's somebody who's a good person or if there's someone who's a blamer. You don't get to figure any of that out. You may be letting someone into your program who doesn't have the right kind of heart, who doesn't have the right kind of desire to make a difference in the world. You may be putting someone into your program who's like those crabs in a bucket that pull down the crab that's trying to climb out. And you don't want to do that because if you do that, first of all, energetically, that's not good for the world. That's not good for the difference you're trying to make. It's not good for the person that's coming into your program because it just validates the negativity that they have in another fashion. And it's terrible for the good, sincere people that are already in your program relying on you to lead them to the promised land. You're like Obi-Wan Kenobi trying to lead a bunch of Luke Skywalkers into the force. And you won't get to do that if you let in a bunch of stealth Darth Vader's in there, right? Well, I, I think that's absolutely true. I agree with everything that you just said, Nikki. And Part of the issue, I think, is that most people, especially when they're just getting started, it's just like, it's all about me, 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 me. It's like, look, I just want to get some money in the door, man. I just want to make some money. I just want to get to 5000 a month or 10000 a month, and everything is just focused on money, money, money. But the proper focus of a business owner should never be on making more money. It should always be on serving the client. So if you're, if you're focused on, I just want to get some money in the door, it's very tempting to just set up a sales funnel and slap an add to cart button on it and cross your fingers and hope for the best. But if you're, if you're serious about getting results for people and you're serious about serving your clients, then you have to be like very deliberate about who you're going to let into your program. Cause like you said, if you get someone in there with a victim mindset or someone who's lazy or someone you just plain can't help, you're setting yourself up for failure and you're actually sabotaging the results that your other clients are trying to get. So if your focus is, hey, man, I want to make an impact, not only are you going to make a hell of a lot more money, but it also is going to make a lot of that, that you know, just to bring it back to being a sales coward, it's going to make a lot of that fear that you might have around sales disappear because your focus isn't on yourself anymore. It's not about me, me, me. It's about how can I serve these people at a higher level? And when you're focused on that, it makes you be very careful about who you let in and who you don't. But it's kind of a weird paradox. The less I focus on more, 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 more on money, 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 the more money we make. It was, you know, we've been trying to get to a million a month in revenue, which for probably for most of your listeners, that seems like a crazy number. And I'm it's just, a oh, hugely yeah, a crazy month, number, bro. But, but like we were chasing that goal for a really long time, but, but we knew that in order to get there, it wasn't going to be about selling. It was going to be about serving. It was going to be about serving at a higher and higher level. And so the more we focused on that, and, and I'll just give you a really practical example of what that means, Nikki. Like, just to give you know your, your listeners an idea, we don't make an offer to about thirty percent of the people we speak to. So I just want to make that really clear. Like, if we talk to let's just say a hundred people, we're we're not going to even make an offer to thirty of them. And that's people that are, might be ready to rock and roll, man. They got their credit card in hand. If there was an add to cart button, they would click it. But we're on the phone with them and we get that feeling, hey, I just can't help this person. Or maybe this person is a victim or, or maybe this person is lazy or they are going to drag other people down. They won't contribute to the program. And so we just don't make an offer. Now, if I'm focused on sales, that's a stupid thing to do, right? If I'm focused on squeezing every last drop of revenue out of every potential, you know, every, every sales call we do, it's a stupid thing to do. I'm leaving money on the table. But you know what? We are focused on serving our clients. And so we don't make those offers. But the strange thing is that the less we focused on making offers, the faster we got to a million. And now, like I said, we just did 1.4 million last month, which is nuts. 
And you know, it's a, it's a great thing because now we're focused on serving instead of just sell, sell, sell. 1.4 million a month is a $17.2 million a year run rate. I'm really good with numbers. So that kind of computation just went through my head. That's incredible. Not a lot of thought leaders can claim they do that. And what you said around serving clients is powerful. You, you know, I've known Mark for a long time and uh, he's been mentoring me. And one of the things, the first things he taught me back when I met him in 2013 is you got to serve people to their dream. It's not about closing them. It's about serving them. That stuck with me. That phrase has been in my head <laughs> since 2013. And I, I, I hear you say that. I hear the ethos of that come from you and the entire uh, clients on demand organization. So good on you. Very powerful to do that. The other thing, Russ, that you touched upon around people being a sales coward is a lot of people just get scared of selling. They look at selling as, my God, this means I'm going to be looked upon as that, you know, slimy sales guy or sales gal, that fuller brush you know, hardcore closer salesperson. People are going to look down on me. That That's part of what scares a lot of people. But what you're saying, and this is something, some thought leadership I created around this, is sales is actually an act of love. It's an act of service. It's an act of caring. If you look at the people that you're serving as people that you love, that you care about, you want to make a difference for, then that makes all the difference in the world. Then it won't seem like quote unquote selling. It'll seem like you're serving people. And obviously through that process, it's a business. And so you're you're helping them make a, a powerful change in their life and their business. And by doing that, you're growing your business. You're allowing your business to go to the goals that you want to achieve for yourself. Is that essentially what you're saying, Russ? Well, in a way, but you know what I'm, you know, here's, here's something I want to point out, Nikki. If there's people out there that are afraid of sales because sales like feels pushy or feels icky, 90% of the time they're right. <laughs> because that's the way that sales have been taught historically. It is it is pushy. It Fair is enough. gross. It does make you feel like an asshole. And so if there's people out there that have maybe invested in, you know, some of the some of the big sales trainers out there, you know, where they're teaching stuff from like the 80s, you know, even the 70s sometimes, like that old boiler room stuff, they're still teaching that stuff. If you invested in that kind of training and you've gone, oh man, this just feels gross. You're right. It is gross. And so I think that's where a lot of that fear of sales comes from, where you've got good people who do care, but then when they look at the sales training that's out there, it just feels disgusting. And and so they that's how they develop this fear of sales because it's like they feel like they have to choose between being a successful salesperson and growing your business and being a good person. And I'm here to tell you that that's not true. If you do sales the right way, where you're not focused on close, 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 you're, you're actually focusing on service, sales can feel good and you can still enroll like crazy at the same time. I mean, you know, I was talking to Mark today and we were looking over some stats of, of just the typical enrollment rates, right? In your typical sales training programs. And they're teaching you stuff like, like a good enrollment rate is like six to 8%. That's your typical enrollment rate. Now our team is enrolling at like 41% right now. And we're enrolling people right into our, into our premium price stuff, even at, you know, like at 41%. And you've also got these guys telling you that one of the things you need to do is follow up with people like 10 times, 13 times, 16 times before you make a sale. And so when you do the math on that, where it's like, I'm only enrolling about 8%, let's say, of the people we talk to, and I'm supposed to follow up with them like 10 times, 
I mean, you're literally looking at like making a hundred calls before you, before you get a single enrollment. And it's just like, so not only does all that hardcore closing stuff just feel gross, it doesn't freaking work in the first place. So it's like, why are people doing this? So, you know, if, if you've got people out there, Nikki, that are like, oh dude, you know, I, I don't like to sell on the phone because it just feels gross. It's like, yeah, I agree. So why don't we, you know, and, and the way that it's been taught doesn't work. So why don't we come up with a new way to do it? that's focused on serving the client instead of just closing the deal. And I really think that's what we've got at Clients on Demand, where we've actually figured out how to do that. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. And that's one of the, the powerful things about the program. My point around that was simply that the way you're approaching it is similar to what I say around sales, which is sales is an act of love. If you approach it as an act of love, as an act of caring for people, then it's not a key. But if you approach it the way, I think you're right, it's actually more like 90 percent of the programs out there are about hardcore, close, 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 get the deal, get the deal, get the deal. It doesn't matter. You've got commission breath. That's something else that Mark taught me, that phrase. I've never heard that before Mark said it to me. A lot of people have commission (laughs) breath out there. Nobody wants other people to think that they have commission breath. And nobody wants to deal with someone who's got commission breath. They want to deal with someone who actually gives a darn about them. You know what I mean? So let's say, you know, I mean, a few years back, um, I was in a situation where our marriage was falling apart, right? That time, that was the worst feeling in the world. And I needed someone to help me get through the pain. And at the time, I was I, I was hopeful that I could save my marriage. I wasn't able to, but I wanted to get through the pain. I wanted to get through the hell that both my, uh, my then wife and I were going through. And I found a guy who who convinced me with 100% certainty that he could do that. Russ, I paid this man $35,000 of my money to help me. And he was able to help me. It was worth every penny. Don't get me wrong. But because he was able to convince me with 100% certainty, he didn't really have to sell me. He just convinced me. He, I, he was certain that he could help me. I was certain that he could help me. And I closed myself. I said, okay, let's get started. What does it cost? And, and how soon can we get going, right? Yeah. And that's the sort of thing you're talking about. That happens inside clients on demand for clients all the time because the way that you approach that for people is based on that same principle. You're there, you're able to show the clients with 100% certitude that you can help them. And that's what you teach your clients to do, isn't it? Show people that you've got the chops to do this. Now, obviously that presupposes you do have the chops to help people. Yeah, well, that's that's so that's the, the the responsibility that we have, and it's just amazing to me like how few coaches take seriously. Our job is to help people get results. Now, granted, it's a two way street. I'm going to tell my clients what to do. I'm going to hold their hand while they do it. I'm going to give all the work and all the TLC in the world, everything you need. I'm going to hold feet to the fire, hold them accountable. It's a two way street. They have to do the work, but it's my job to hold up my side of the street. So what that means, and this is the tough thing to do for a lot of people, that if I'm on the phone with a potential client and I feel like I can't help that person, it is my duty to tell that person no. No matter how bad I need the money, no matter how, you know, and and we're at the point now in our business where that's not even a consideration. But let's just say I was first starting out. You know, I think most coaches have been in that situation where because they don't have good lead flow, they will be on the phone with someone and it's like, I haven't talked to a potential client in three weeks. This guy wants to sign up with me. I don't know if I can help him, but I'm just going to take the money. And part of what we do is set our clients free from that because we help you get your lead flow dialed in where you're, you've got three, four, five, six people a day reaching out to work with you. And now you can pick and choose which ones you want to work with. And so you don't have to, you know, enroll people that are questionable or people that you don't want to work with or, you know, God forbid, people you can't help. 
So uh, yeah, I mean, that's that's a huge consideration is like, look, we're in business to do a good job. We're in business to serve the client. Every business is. And so sometimes that means turning down the wrong people. But when you have a solid sales process and good lead flow, you can do that without even thinking about it. You know, you know, it's not, it's never, it's never like something we, we worry about, if that makes sense. It totally makes sense. It totally makes sense. It's funny because this week it, it was it was something I was talking about to one of my clients who had a less than ideal client who wanted to give him a whack of money. And I, and I just, I told him, don't do it. This guy's the wrong guy. He's got the wrong energy. Yeah, he wants to pay you the money, but don't do it. And it was really, really hard for this guy to hear that advice, this client of mine to hear that advice, but he took it. And you know what the funny thing was, Russ? The very next day he got an ideal client paying him the exact same amount of money. That always happens. And that's how it always happens because you have to make decisions not from where you are. You have to make decisions from where you want to be. So when I was first starting out, I would, you know, if I was in a, in, a, in a position where I kind of didn't know what to do, I would ask two questions. Number one, what's going to get the best outcomes for my clients? Nine times out of 10, that solved the issue right there. But if it didn't, and, and it wasn't, maybe it wasn't something that really had much of an impact on, on my client results. And it was something where it's like, I still had to make a decision. The next question I'd ask myself is, okay, look, if I were already the person I want to be, if I were already running a you know, $20 million company or billion dollar company or whatever it is, if I were already that guy, what would I do? And I always make decisions from that point of view because I feel like when you do that, something happens. You might say life starts to pay attention or the universe starts to pay attention because there's a lot of people out there that have kind of big dreams and big aspirations, but they never back it up with action. You know, they, they, you, 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 you spend 15 minutes a day telling yourself, you know, doing your affirmations or whatever, going, oh, I'm a millionaire coach, I'm a millionaire coach, or whatever your affirmation is. But if you spend 15 minutes a day doing that and the other 23 hours and 45 minutes like living in a way that absolutely contradicts that, you're never going to get anywhere. But when you put your money where your mouth is and you make the sacrifices and you turn down the people that you're supposed to turn down and you make decisions as if you already were that person living that life, running that business, all of a sudden like miracles start to happen in your life because I feel like God just goes, oh, this guy's for real. <laughs> you know, this guy's serious, <laughs> you know, it's, it's an amazing thing. And it's, it's always hard to do in the moment, but it always tends to pay off in the long run. That's gold right there, Russ. That's gold. Listener, hearing this, this is gold. If you do what Russ is telling you in your business right now, you turn away the less than ideal clients, the ones that are energy sucks, that are energy vampires, that you can't help the best and you're trying to fit you know, a square peg in a round hole, you're going to get those round pegs for the round holes. You're going to get the people that love working with you, that respect your wisdom. They're going to pay on time and in full. They're not going to dicker about the price. They're going to do the work and refer you clients like crazy. Gold. So Russ, you also said something here that I think is a nice segue into another point I wanted to spend a bit of time on, and that's the importance of outcomes. So many people in our industry, Russ, when someone asks them what they do, they say, I'm a relationship coach. I'm a business coach. I use the ABCD squared method, and it's the greatest method since sliced bread, <laughs> right? And and people are sitting there nodding politely, but in their head, they're going, okay, he's just like everybody else out there. She's just like everybody else out there. You don't agree with that way of presenting yourself to the marketplace. Talk about that and talk about why. Right. So 
we all have stuff as experts and thought leaders and coaches and, and whatever it is. We all have stuff that we are excited about. You know, I might be excited about webinars or I might be excited about Facebook ads or I might be excited about some new little marketing strategy or something that I figured out, right? The only problem is nobody cares. <laughs> nobody cares. <laughs> and so what you have in the thought leader space is you have all these people trying to market themselves based on the stuff that they are excited about. Well, this is my amazing approach, or I got certified by such and such a school, or I studied with guru Ramalama Ding Dong or something. I mean, who knows? <laughs> but the thing is, your your client doesn't care about that. There's even a lot of people that are like, oh, tell your story. You know, what's your story? If you just tell your story in a compelling way, people will connect to it and they'll want to work with you. And it's all BS. It's all BS. Because at the end of the day, people are selfish, right? And it's not, not in a bad way, but it's just like if I'm going to listen to your webinar or I'm going to click your ad or I'm going to watch your video or read your blog post even, if I'm going to do any of those things, I'm going to do it because I feel like I'm going to get something out of it for me, right? So what we teach our clients to do is to connect with what is the outcome that people are hiring you to achieve? What is that outcome? What's the problem that you're helping them solve? What's the outcome that you're helping them reach? And, and, and instead of building all of your communication around where you got certified and your story and all that other stuff, like all your competitors are, just speak to people about, hey, here's where you're stuck. Here's why it sucks to stay stuck there. Here's where I want to get you to. And here's why it's awesome to be there. And if you build 99% of your communication around that, immediately you're going to just vault way, 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 way ahead of your competitors because you're going to be talking to people about stuff that they care about instead of stuff that you care about. Now, another cool side effect of doing that is that all of a sudden your work will be able to command premium prices. Because right now, if you've been competing on where you got certified, you're going to look at like, well, I got certified at this place. And then this other guy got certified by somebody better. So he's charging $200 an hour. I guess I can only charge $100 an hour. When you're competing on, on price based on stuff that no one cares about. But if you dial your marketing into the outcome that you deliver, right? Like saving someone's marriage, like you mentioned before. If, if I'm a relationship coach and, I, and I, I know how to fix someone's marriage, what the hell is that worth? Millions. I mean, that's, but yeah, it's priceless, right? I mean, my God. So why would I charge $100 an hour? Why wouldn't I charge $3,000 or $5,000 or $10,000 or something that's, that's, that's more in line with that? And when you do that, then you start to attract clients that are serious about getting results. Then you start to hit your income goals faster too because at $10,000 – you need what, 10 clients a month to make 100K a month business? I mean, it, it's, it's like, it's like, a, it's like a, a piece of leverage that can transform everything in your business from, your, from the income you're making to your freedom and your lifestyle to the impact that you're having on people's lives. So once you connect to building everything around the outcome, it's like you're going to get a lot more clients, you're going to be able to command higher prices, and everyone's going to be on the same page because they're not, they're not, they're not coming into your program because of where you got certified. They're coming into your program because they want to achieve something. And uh, that's the most powerful positioning that you can have. And I don't know about you, but those are the clients that I want to work with. You know, this is a very powerful point because when uh, I got started doing work in the thought leadership space, um, we teamed up with some folks at Australia uh, who have this really cool thought leader 
uh, methodology. They call it Thought Leaders Business School. It's it's shiznick good stuff, you know? Um, heck, Mark took a look at it when I showed it to him and he said, Nikki, this is good stuff. It's really legit and all that. And I was talking about that like a, a, a yammering jackrabbit, you know what I mean? To everybody, look, this is so cool. And we do IP and we show you how to have these conversations with people. And we do positioning and matrices and models. And, <laughs> and boy, I, I, could, I, could, I could just mesmerize you with how much I knew about this. But most people bought from us despite all that. Like I had a guy come into our program and he said, Nikki, all this is really great, but you know why I bought? He said, I bought because, you know, I figured you could help me fix my problem. He said, all that was nice, but, and I, and I sat there and I heard him say that and I'm like, I'm an idiot. <laughs> you know, all I've been doing is talking about myself rather than trying to figure out what this fellow's problem was. And thank God in this case, he saw past all that. So despite my doing it completely wrong, I got this fellow to sign up. But when I started to focus on the person I was talking to, what their key problems were and what outcome I delivered. So this is one of the things I learned from you, Russ, actually. So if, if I may, I'd like to just read my the statement of the outcome that I deliver. Maybe this is oh, a way beautiful. for you. I love it. This is a way for you to say, hey, I think this is good. This is what you should change. So here's what I do. I help coaches and consultants who are stuck on an income plateau at 100K to a million dollars or more in income while working 10 to 20 hours less per week so they never have to worry about money again. There you go. If someone says, hey, if I meet you in an event and I'm like, hey, man, what do you do? And you hit me with that. How am I like, like <laughs> how much more interesting is that than if you're just like, oh, yeah, I'm a business coach. It's like, OK, cool. And I don't care, you know, but if you hit me with that, I'm like, now I want to find out more. Yeah. How do you do that? Right. That's, that's a natural question that comes to mind. Exactly. Versus before is I show you how to position yourself as a thought leader using the world's top thought leader methodology. That's been blah, 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 and blah, 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 and blah, blah, blah. Really, really powerful stuff. So Russ, there's another thing you said about outcomes that I really thought was important for people to know. You said that you got to make sure that your outcomes actually an outcome and not something that's a step on the way to the outcome. Can you expand on that a little bit? Okay, so that's a great question. So you always want to build your communication around the outcome and not around kind of something that happens on the way there. So so I'll give you a perfect example. This is like a super cheesy example, okay? But it's it's one that's really easy to understand. If you're a fitness coach, what is the outcome that people want, right? Well, most of the time the outcome is they want to, you know, be in amazing shape. They want to have that hard, like chiseled, you know, shrink wrapped body. Or maybe if they're a professional bodybuilder, they want to start winning competitions or whatever. That's the outcome that they're after. But for some reason, I see some people sometimes who kind of build their offers, not around the outcome that the client wants, but around something that sort of happens on the way there. So it's like, I'll see people try to have a program about how to get to the gym 10 minutes faster or, you know, the perfect way to do a, a bicep curl or, you know, I don't know how to deadlift a hundred pounds or something. And at the end of the day, it's like, I don't really care about any of that stuff. All I want to do is get into amazing shape. And so that's the outcome that your customer cares about. And so that's the outcome that you should build your communication around. Does that make sense? It makes total sense. Total sense. Um, so I'm working with uh, a fellow. Um, his name's Mark McCoy. He was a, an Olympic gold medalist in a ballistic sport, the 110 meter hurdles, back in 1992. 
he's super, super good at what he does. Like he's ridiculously shredded. He's got like 4% body fat. He's 56 years old and he, and he still looks like he belongs on a gold medal podium. Right. And so Mark always talks about doing fitness for fitness's sake. He talks about why it's important, why it's good for your health and all that good stuff. And I agree with him, but the bottom line of why I'm seeing Mark is I want to feel like a badass Olympian. I want to be around a guy who was a badass Olympian, a gold medalist. And by learning from him and doing what he does, that's what I want. That's the outcome I care about. And so when I told Mark that, I mean, he kind of shook his head. He, he didn't fully get it. But lately, he decided that he was going to make a comeback. And he's going for the 100 meters at the 2020 World Masters Games, which are actually going to be held in my hometown of Toronto. And man, when he said he's doing that, everything shifted. And then I said, okay, that's what I want to do too. That's what our training is going to be. And he said, okay, you know what? I'm going to train you so you can go to the Masters Games and you can be in the finals. And you can, for your age group, I'm, I'm going to train you so maybe you can even win a medal. And I said, I like it. I'm in. So when that outcome became my outcome and it was about that, all the things we had to do to get there, I didn't care about. And by the way, they're brutally hard, not fun at all, involved getting up really early in the morning and hurting for days at a time. But <laughs> you know what I'm saying, right? But, right. but the outcome is so compelling to me that I'm going to pay him at least $20,000 over the next year and another $20,000 in 2020 to help me get there. I love that, man. I love that because, because you understand the value of what is really being delivered here. You know, I mean, and, 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 and most of the people that we work with, they're solving major life or business challenges where it's like, you know, how to get in shape, how to save your marriage, how to get, uh, get into a great relationship, how to recover after a divorce, how to, I mean, God, I don't even know. There's so much, <laughs> so many clients, so many, so many different things they do, For but, sure. but all of it is high stakes and all of it is high value. So that's what enables you to command a premium price point. So it's like if, if, if there's people listening that are going, well, but you know, damn, this sounds cool. I mean, I'd love to be able to sell something for 3000 or 5000 or 10000 or whatever, but I'm just not sure if I can. I mean, the key question to ask yourself is what's the outcome I provide and what is that worth? And most of the time, I think you're going to find that you've really, really, really been undervaluing the work that you do. And so if that's where you're at, it's like no time like now to start turning that around because that's causing you to leave tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands of dollars a month on the table. Brilliantly said, brilliantly said. Matt Church, who's been a mentor to me, he, he has this definition of thought leadership, which I think is really spot on. He says, an expert is a dime a dozen, right? Experts are a dime a dozen because an expert is just someone who knows something. A thought leader, though, is someone who's known for knowing something. So the marketplace respects you for being the person that can solve a very specific problem, right? And the first time I heard that, I thought, wow, that's absolute genius. That really helps you stand out from the crowd. And what you're talking about is that a key part of being a thought leader is knowing what outcome you provide and being able to demonstrate to your audience that you are the best, really the only person they should even remotely consider to help them get that outcome, right? Correct. Boom, 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 and boom. So Russ, there's a couple other things I want to get into before we wrap up. You talked about 
the wrong way for people to go out there and position themselves in the marketplace. And you, you touched upon it earlier on in the interview, but there's so many people today that follow the wrong way. They believe in methods that used to work. You know what I mean? Like, for example, not knocking these methods. A few years ago, it was really big to do launches. For a lot of uh, other folks, you know, maybe even one or two years ago, it was really big to write a book and get out there and get on the Amazon bestseller list. You know, it was all about building a huge list of people who came in and just dabbled in getting results versus finding the people who were keen to get results now. Could you expand upon why that's the wrong way and why the right way is to find people who are keen to get results now? So like, what is the business strategy that you're pursuing and what are the logical outcomes of that strategy going to be? So just to take the launch model, for example, most launches are built around low ticket offers. And again, it's for all the reasons that we, we talked about at the beginning of the call, because you're, you're, you're doing a launch, you're probably not getting people on the phone. They're just coming to your site. And they're clicking and add the cart button. So right there, the impact that you're making is limited because people are just clicking and add the cart button. Also with launches, the refund rate tends to be really high. Most launches, it's like 40%. Now, why is that? Because you're not talking to these people, again, because you don't know who's clicking that add a cart button. And there's so many people that will click it, grab the product, download it, and then immediately turn around and ask for a refund. So with launches, your refunds, your chargebacks, your cancellations, I mean, they're usually in the neighborhood of like 40%. Also, it's not consistent because you're going to do a launch. And even if the launch is successful, you're making a really quick pop of income, but it's like a one-time thing. That's why they call it a launch. You launch the rocket, the rocket goes up. When it's up, you ain't launching anymore. <laughs> you're not launching, you're not making any money. So it's like realistically, how many times a year are you going to do a big launch? Two times, three times, four times? Also, the other thing no one talks about with launches is that, is that they tend to be affiliate driven because that's where the traffic is coming from. And, and if you guys, if your listeners don't understand how that works, basically what that means is that I would go to you, Nikki, and like, let's just say you have a list, an email list of like 100,000 people. I might say, hey, Nikki, we got this launch going on. I want you to mail for it. And then, you know, it's on Tuesday. So you, you agree, sure, man, I'll mail for it, but you're going to give me 50% of the sales. So I'm like, all right, cool. And those are the kinds of deals that are made to, to facilitate a launch. So when that launch happens, I might turn around and tell everybody, oh yeah, man, I just had a million dollar launch. But the truth is, you got your 40% refund rate, right? So that leaves 600,000 left over. Then of the 600,000, I got to give you half and all my other affiliates half. So that leaves me with 300,000, you know, and it's like, it, you know, it's, it's just like the worst strategy on the planet. If you want to create impact and freedom, you're not making an impact at all because you got, even if the launch is successful, you might have 2000, 3000, 4000 people signing up at once. And it's like, how can you possibly provide good support to those people so they get results? So right, right away, you're not really making an impact. Your income is limited for all the reasons I just said. And then your freedom in your lifestyle sucks because your income is totally dependent on the next launch. And you don't know if that launch is going to be successful or if it's going to fail. So when I was designing the, the model that we teach at Clients on Demand, which is to have a high ticket evergreen business, a big part of the reason I designed that model is because I wanted to get away from all that nonsense with launches. I was like, here's what I want. I want to make a huge difference in people's lives. I want to command a premium price. I want to be able to not work with that many people, right? So work with 20, 30, 40, 50, 100 people a month at the most and get them great results because I, you know, now, now, now I, don't, I don't have to worry about providing support to all these people. I was like, and I want it to be evergreen and I want it to be consistent. I don't want it to be where I, you know, make, you know, maybe you have a really successful million dollar launch and then the next five months, crickets, nothing. I didn't want that. 
So I wanted it to be evergreen and I wanted it to be consistent. And that's really what we've had at Clients on Demand for the last four years where, um, God, I think in 2013, I don't even know. I think we did close to a million in revenue. And then 2014, we did, or I'm sorry, we did close to a million in revenue. 2015, I think we did 1.9. 2016, we did 4.5. 2017, we did almost 10. And then, like you said, this year, we're on track to do somewhere between 17 and 20. So we've been doubling every year. And we haven't changed our business model at all. It's really simple. It's just we just we run ads on social media, drive people into a webinar, and then we drive people into a phone call. And so it's it's simple and it's clean. And most of our enrollments come within 24 hours of someone clicking on our ad. And most of the time, those people have never heard of us. So, I mean, that's a pretty powerful process. No, it's brilliant. It's absolutely brilliant. Here's the thing that, that I really love about what you do and how you do it, Russ. It's not dependent on somebody needing to go out there and become an expert in technology. It's not dependent on somebody needing to go out there and reinvent themselves as a slick salesman. It's just dependent on someone having a burning desire, being able to take that desire to make a difference for other people as well as for themselves and their family and translate that into results for their clients. And then it's got to translate that into a desire to take their business to the next level. So they come into the Clients on Demand program, they do the work, and then based on that, they take their business to a new level and they move forward. I've gotten a lot out of doing Clients on Demand myself. I've done a lot of other programs. Listen, I take at least four programs a year, Russ. You know what I'm in the thought leadership business? Thinking is my business. You know what I mean? So I believe in taking courses. I believe in mentors. I believe in programs. You know, I spend a lot of money learning from a lot of different people. And I've got to tell you, Clients on Demand is right up there with the very best of the programs that I've uh, been a part of. And if, if you're listening to this program, here's what I want to say to you. If you have never heard of Clients on Demand, if you've never heard of Russ Rufino, or if you have heard of them, if you've been wondering, is this something that could work for me? I'm telling you it can. I'm telling you, you need to go to the Clients on Demand website. You need to go click on whatever link that Russ has that he's going to give to us so you can jump on a breakthrough call with one of the members of his team. And you need to find out for yourself if this resonates for you to help you take your business to the next level. And for at least 70% of the people that get on the phone, you know, it's very likely going to resonate. And I highly recommend that you do this. I'm a big believer in Clients on Demand. I'm a big believer in Russ Rafino. He's the real deal. He's a good man, and I and, and to me, that's the highest accolade I can give a man, that he's a good man. Russ is a good man. He's associated with my good friend, Mark Von Muser. Mark is one of the finest men I know, and I know Mark wouldn't be associated with anybody but the highest quality individuals. So make sure you do that. So, Russ, what's that link that they need to get to to get on the calendar of one of your people? Yeah, so guys, look, if you're interested in speaking to us about whether we can help you grow your business, get the kind of clients you want, command premium prices, and, and do all the stuff we've been talking about and do it in a way that actually serves people so you don't have to feel like scummy about sales or anything else anymore. I want you to go to clientsondemand.com forward slash call. And what's going to happen is you can book a breakthrough session with my team and we'll get on the phone for about four minutes to an hour. We'll look at everything that's going on in your business, what's working, what's not working. And if we can help you, we'll tell you. And if we can't help you, we'll also tell you. So Either way, you're going to be able to, to walk away from that call with tremendous clarity about what your offer should be, who you should be working with, the best way to reach them, what your price should be. All this stuff that maybe you've been confused about for a while, we're going to just clear away all the cobwebs, clear away all the confusion, and give you 
a really great idea of exactly what your business could look like. And if we can help you put that together, great. And if we can't, that's fine too. I promise you that we will not enroll you into one of our programs unless we're 100% confident that we can just crush it for you. So jump over there. It's clientsondemand.com forward slash call. And we would love to talk to you about how we can help you do these things in your business. Absolutely. So that's going to be in the show notes as well, clientsondemand.com forward slash call. And listen, if you're listening to this and you're wanting to yourself, you know what? Could I be like Russ Serfino? Could I be that kind of thought leader? If you've wondered to yourself, what's my thought leadership worth in the marketplace? Is this something that I can believe in? I can get into? You know what? Jump on a call with someone on our team. We'll help you examine your thought leadership. We'll help you figure out what it's worth in the marketplace. And we'll help you see if this is something that you can truly get out there and commercialize. It's been fabulous having you on the show, Russ. A total honor to have you here. And listener, thank you so much for listening. That's, that wraps up another fabulous episode with an incredible guest, Russ Rafino, on the Thought Leader Revolution podcast. To find out more about him, how to jump on a call with his team, go to the show notes. That can be found at thethoughtleaderrevolution.com or on iTunes on Stitcher. Until next time, goodbye.